is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Welcome to Catholic View Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed today. We're a few days before Thanksgiving, and the topic for today is the gift of gratitude. And we are blessed to have Dana Sowers with us. Dana is the director of iLead at Mount St. Mary's University. iLead is the Institute of Leadership, Ethics, Achievement, and Development, and just a great blessing. So a special welcome to you, Dana. Thank you, Father Brian, for having me today. Well, Dana, I think you are the most grateful people that I know. You exude joy and gratefulness, and who better to to really share that? Because really, you share that with everyone around you, and especially with college students. Maybe I can even just ask, where does that come from, that you just exude that joy and gratefulness? Well, thank you. Thank you, Father Brian. I think it's really easy for me to, to respond to this question because it comes directly from my parents. Both of my parents were products of the Great Depression, and they often told us when we were children about their experiences that had to do with with poverty. And, of course, my brothers and sisters and I were not raised in poverty, and so there was always this contrast between what people before us had suffered and what we had instead. And in addition to that, my father was uh, an aircraft commander of the United States Air Force, and he traveled all over the world. And it was not unusual for him to see extreme poverty, especially in Southeast Asia. And he told me one time about an experience he had in Vietnam when he was serving there where he wanted to give some children some candy. And he came out of this little store with candy. And before he knew it, there were thousands and thousands, it seemed, of children, a sea of children, so many that that he, he couldn't take care of all of them. So he went back to the squadron and and ask all of his men to contribute to a local orphanage. Those kinds of stories really stuck with me as Mm -hmm. a child and as an adolescent and adult. And so I don't go through the day without a great prayer of gratitude in my heart. Mm -hmm. One of the gifts that you had is you taught a class on letter writing. Can you speak to that and things that you would share with college students at the Mount? I did. Another thing that my mother had taught me was something called the bread and butter note. It's an old-fashioned way of really thanking everyone for the smallest of things by taking out a pen and writing a little follow-up note, just thanking them. And we were trained to do this when we were children. And so when anybody does the smallest thing for me, I always write a handwritten note. In fact, I send little notes of gratitude to my grandchildren every weekend in postcards. Uh Uh, and, you know, I just, you know, just to let them know how grateful I am to be their grandmother. Mm-hmm. Now, here at the Mount, I had started a a course entitled American Epistolary Tradition, which was the study of letter writing. And part of that curriculum was to get the students to write letters of acknowledgement to people that had helped them on their, you know, kind of on their way. Here at the Mount, we 
We talk about uh, the importance of living a life of significance in service to God and others. That's part of our mission mm-hmm. statement. Right. And so it's a good thing to to acknowledge like the smallest things that that can make our life significant. For instance, even in my own prayer life, I live in Hanover, so it's about a 40-minute drive to the Mount. And mm-hmm. one day, you know, my prayer of gratitude was simply counting the colors of green on the tree leaves all the way down here. So it's not always the great things, you know, that we have to be thinking about in terms of our gratitude. But I've been trained to look at the smaller things. Mm-hmm. Can you share some of the feedback your students had from beginning to write letters or to write little notes to people in gratitude? Yes, well, it was interesting because I let them write these letters to whomever they wanted. And some of them wrote them to, like, the janitors on campus and Mm -hmm. to the gardeners. Many of them chose to give little thank you cards to the men and women that are at the register, you know, when they go over there for lunch and dinner. Some mm-hmm. of them even reached into their past and wrote letters to their first or second grade teacher who taught them how to read. Because without mm-hmm. that, you know, instrument of learning, they certainly wouldn't be at the university. So that was something that was that was very interesting. And they they loved the idea of it. And I had, of course, brought some very beautiful paper and some very nice pens so that it could be kind of an artistic endeavor as well. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I've had in my students, my Leadership 101 class and also my sociology class, Leadership and Wellness, I have students keep gratitude journals. A lot of students right now are dealing with a lot of anxiety and and kind of low-level depression. And we found, I think, like psychological research has told us that being more present in the moment and acknowledging the good things that we have acts in a very positive way to keep us in a place of being a more hopeful person and a happier person. So Mm -hmm. when you say that I'm a very happy person and a joyful person and a a grateful person, that's part of it, you know, because it's gratefulness is such a big part of my everyday life. Mm -hmm. Listen to an audio book. It's called 365 Thank Yous. And and he talked about just a year. He has just decided he was going through kind of a low-level depression, and he said, I'm just going to start writing things that I'm grateful for and write to people and tell them thanks. And he talked about how it just changed his life, where he just became more thoughtful and more contemplative, as you mentioned, when when you're driving, just things you're noticing. And if you're familiar with the prayer of examine, Ignatius of Loyola has the prayer of examine called the, the daily examine, where it begins with a time of gratefulness. Yeah. Where it's not, where it's not even up to us to decide. It's like, Lord, can you remind me of graces <laughs> of the day and things we're going to be grateful? I like I like that idea of the Lord reminding us of things because He so delights and blessed, giving us many different graces throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know it's so funny that you that you bring that up. When I was doing a service trip to Costa Rica, I was working with the Nicaraguan immigrants who had come into Costa Rica and were working in the school with them. And I was so excited about that experience that I was having service, so grateful to be able to serve, that I ended up writing a book called Provida, which is is uh, Amazing Life. It's an idiom in Costa Rica about that. And the book is actually framed around Ignatius's examine, which is mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of interesting that you know you mentioned that. The other thing is, you know, as I said about the smallness of things. Thanksgiving, you're not going to be surprised to hear this, Father Brian, is my very favorite holiday. 
<laughs> and uh, getting with family around the table is such a great thing. My husband and I went out to Wegmans yesterday, and we bought these little turkeys that were going to hang around the dining room and have all the grandchildren and the children write down the one thing that they're grateful for, right? So this mm-hmm. will surround the table. And what will also be on the table are turnips, which are a very humble vegetable that reminds us of our of our, our more humble origins. My mother always insisted that we had just a couple turnips on the table to remind us of that. And that's mm-hmm. a tradition that I carry forward. That's wonderful. It is interesting how things like humility and gratefulness go together. You know, yeah. or when you're grateful, you're humble. When you're humble, we're also grateful. The two kind of go together and, and kind of seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that is exactly true. That is true. I've taken a lot of great lessons away from the great mentors in my life. You know, my mother, my father, certainly, and you, Father Brian, have really affected me in a, in a profound way. One of the things allowing me to go to Kansas City and become a spiritual mentor led me right. to a, a much more directed prayer life every day and a longer prayer life that has really very much transformed my life. One of the cool things that I do is read the Old and the New Testament and really concentrate on that. Right now I'm thinking of Psalm 100. Can I share that with you? Yeah, please. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with jubilation. Come before him with rejoicing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courtyards with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his faithfulness is to all generations. That is beautiful. The Psalms, <laughs> Psalm 100. Yeah, it just, it, it lifts your heart up every time you pray it. Dana, what a great blessing to have you. It's here we've, we're beginning to talk about the gift of gratitude. In our second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about just different aspects of growing in gratitude and expressing gratitude and the gift that gratitude gives to others as well. So we'll be back in a moment. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Archbishop Timothy Broglio of the U.S. Archdiocese for the Military Services was elected November 15th to a three-year term as president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops during the Bishop's Fall General Assembly in Baltimore. The native of suburban Cleveland was chosen from a slate of 10 nominees, winning with 138 votes. In subsequent voting, Archbishop William E. Laurie of Baltimore was elected to serve a three-year term 
as conference vice president. He was elected on the third ballot by 143 to 96 in a runoff with Bishop Kevin Rhodes of Fort Wayne, South Bend, Indiana. The two top officers began their term at the conclusion of the fall assembly on November 17th. In an interview after the election, Archbishop Laurie said he was humbled and honored to be elected by his brother bishops to the National Post. Quote, it certainly causes one to pause and reflect what it means to serve the church across the country in any capacity such as this, and it prompts one to pray for the wisdom to do it well and wisely understand the leadership of Archbishop Broglio, who will be an excellent leader for our conference, the Archbishop said. For more on this story and full coverage of the U.S. Bishops' fall meeting in Baltimore, visit catholicreview.org. The horrific details are well known in Baltimore and the larger world of lacrosse. On May 3, 2010, as Yardley Love, a senior lacrosse player at the University of Virginia, was sleeping, her ex-boyfriend, also a lacrosse player, kicked in her door and beat her to death. In the years following the shocking murder of the Notre Dame Preparatory School alumnae, her mother, Sharon Donnelly Love, has made it her mission to educate young people about the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships and intimate partner violence through the One Love Foundation, named for Yardley's jersey number one and her last name. Love brought her message to the Loyola University Maryland campus November 15th as the featured speaker for the Sister Cleophas Costello Lecture. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. For Catholic Review Media, I'm Kevin Parks. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed to have Dana Sowers with us. The topic for today is the gift of gratitude, and we're a few days before Thanksgiving, and really just Reflecting on being grateful, growing in gratitude, it's actually a virtue that we can grow in. Uh, Dana is the director of ILEAD, the Institute for Leadership, Ethics, Achievement, and Development at Mount St. Mary's University in Emmitsburg. So special welcome back, Dana. Thank you, Father Brian. So we're talking about gratitude and, and especially the, the gift of growing in gratitude. What are some other ways you've seen how people can just literally grow in gratefulness and gratitude? And it's something that there's like degrees of it. What are some examples of that or where you've seen yourself or others grow in degrees of gratitude and what that looks like? Yes. Well, recently, Mount St. Mary's University is starting a seven-year plan to become a Laudate C campus. And, of course, this Laudate C is the encyclical that was written by Pope Francis in 2015 and Mm -hmm. talks about integral ecology. And, in essence, he talks about the dignity of men and women, and the dignity of the earth, and the relationship between men and women and the earth, and how when we take care of the earth, the earth takes care of us, and this was in God's plan. And so the last part of my curriculum in Tier 3 is just on this. And the other day, I said to my students, okay, we're going to have a field trip. We're going to leave the classroom, and we're going up to the grotto, so I took the students, Father Brian, up to the grotto for the the sole purpose of them experiencing the grotto, that beautiful natural paradise up there with the trees and the leaves and fall and all of the beautiful statuary up there, an opportunity for solitude to really take in all the good things that we have here in terms of the earth. Right, mm-hmm. And, you know, half of the students had never been up there. 
And they said, well, this is extraordinary. <laughs> we can stand on top of this mountain and look out next to, you know, the Blessed Mother, that statue, and look mm-hmm. out for miles and miles. What an extraordinary place. And I said, well, had you ever considered just coming up here and finding that space to be present in the moment to for yourself and God for that kind of communion? And it was it was really, really extraordinary. They w- talk about being grateful for having lesson plan on gratitude. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was so great. And so I said, okay, well, if you thought that was great, next week, Thursday, that would be this coming Thursday, I am taking the students to Dr. Stephen McGinley. He is a philosopher here. We are going mm-hmm. to his CSA farm, which is across the street. And Stephen McGinley, of course, as a philosopher, is very much connected to the gratitude that comes with being able to turn the earth to mm-hmm. to being an intrinsic part of the rituals of living. And he's respectful of the land, too. He doesn't use pesticides and, and all kinds of things that, that might harm a person. And it's just really a very a kind of low-level farm, small business, that helps the community and creates community in the sowing and the reaping of life. And so they're going to learn quite a bit because I'm going to stand back and just watch Stephen show them the beautiful things in life, like growing plants and husbandry, and especially Mm -hmm. since some of my students live in urban areas and never have the opportunity to have a rural experience they're going to have their eyes wide open and will certainly find something to be grateful for. <laughs> That's right. Anyone who works in gardens and with plants or flowers or, or animals, yeah, it opens your eyes to uh, the beauty of God's creation. I love the, I believe it's a psalm, it's see the rainbow bless its maker or see the flower or the ladybug or even reflecting on the gift of whether it's the turnip or the squash or the tomato and the the corn, uh, there, there's such a, a beauty and a gift that connects us to the Creator that we can but be grateful when we're when we really uh, slow down, slow down in God's creation. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly as a you know as a spiritual mentor, I'm I'm incredibly grateful for the number of students and adults who come asking for resources. They come and ask for resources and. I think in the last three weeks, I've given out maybe four Bibles and four catechisms. Wow. Because the people who are coming, young and old, are hungry. They 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 need something. They need to be filled. And, and I always say, you know, come, let, let me help you. And it's interesting because some of these, some of these people have not had a faith experience, and some of them are coming from Protestantism. And mm-hmm. it's it's just, as a spiritual mentor, being able to teach people how to connect with Christ is so rewarding. And, mm-hmm. of course, the easiest way, I think, to connect with Christ is simply to be still, to mm-hmm. listen, to use the scripture, the conversation that God has left for us, like he's here. We just have to, you know, open the scripture and, and see what he's saying to us and and meditate a little bit on it, and and then maybe finish that off with some resolution that will move our thoughts and our feelings into action uh, to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. So they come, and 
they meet with me usually once a month, but sometimes more than that, with mm-hmm. their questions. And one of my one of my mentees had 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 a lot of personal struggles in her life, and I had a little book on the Blessed Mother, uh, the sorrows of our Blessed Mother. And she said, you know what's extraordinary about what you shared with me? I said, what? She said, well, in my Protestant faith, no one has really held up a woman as a role model. And in Mm -hmm. Catholicism, I I have this relationship with the Blessed Mother now. And I said, oh, yes. And uh, (laughs) she said, it's it's quite extraordinary that I've gone through my whole life and I, I didn't know that she was there as a pathway to Jesus. And I said, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so we say the rosary together, and she has come to some understanding that our Blessed Mother has uh, gratefully shared in all of our sorrows. She has suffered all the sorrows that that we suffer in this life. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's given a great deal of consolation to my friend. Wow. You know, very, and, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the gifts of being at Mount St. Mary's and the beauty of the grotto, which is on the, the on the hill overlooking campus and St. Joseph's Valley. And and I, I love Mary's prayer, the Magnificat, where it says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, that my soul magnifies the Lord. And for the Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So she just really has that beautiful gift. Would you say that gratitude is contagious? Oh, I absolutely would say that. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> Today in my first symposium class, I gave each of the kids a little slip of paper, you know, and I said, mm-hmm. I want you to look at the person next to you, because we're answering the question, what does it mean to be human? And write down something about this person that is just so unique and so wonderful. And then I had the students share, well, you should have seen the excitement in that room when the students shared these you would think affirmations about the smallest of things among us and mm-hmm. the whole change in, I don't know, the tenor of the classroom. There was so much exuberance and excitement. And and you could see that a person being the recipient of gratitude and acknowledgement is more apt to, you know, produce that for other people. So it kind of mm-hmm. goes on and on. Yeah, there is something about uh, the number of people who have said someone write a note of Thanksgiving or something they noticed about, you know, kind of pointed out about another person and how they kept it in their wallet like the rest of their life, of how it's just an experience of of gratitude or encouragement of being seen and and known. That is so, people are so drawn to that. That is such a gift that we can give in loving others and being present and helping them know the love of God for them as well. Mm -hmm. Well, one of my big, one of my big, Sports guys who sits in the front row, and I just, I just dearly love this young man. He said, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this back to my dorm room and put it on my bureau." I mean, mm-hmm. he actually said in class that this statement that his friend had made to him, or his, the guy who was sitting next to class had made to him, meant so much to him that he was going to put it in a place of honor. Now, just think oh. about that. Isn't mm-hmm. that cool? That is a great, great gift. What a great yeah. blessing, the, the the way those good words, and it multiplies, and it multiplies. Sure. It, sure. Any closing, word, any closing encur- words of encouragement for Thanksgiving's coming up, 
on Thursday, and especially maybe families that are going through you know, maybe some tensions or difficulties, what's the role of thankfulness in those experiences, or what encouragement would you give to them? Yes, it's, you know, when we're suffering and, and things are difficult, we, we have a tendency to concentrate on those things. But I would challenge all of us at this Thanksgiving time to place our thoughts higher than the things that are that are weighing down on us and and seek out things that that will inspire us to be more grateful. Yesterday I called my brother and he's just come out of open heart surgery and a hip plant a hip replacement and a and he just came out of a uh, of a stroke and he said, mm-hmm. "Boy, I've really had I've just really had such a terrible year, Dana. I've had a terrible year." And I said, I know, my brother, you've had a terrible year. It's been really, really rough. But you know what, honey? You're still with us. And Mm -hmm. I celebrate that you're still with us. So Mm -hmm. it's like kind of turning the paradigm, acknowledging the suffering and the weight, but turning Mm -hmm. it over, turning it over, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And we can still have things to be grateful for, even in the most difficult of circumstances. So well, we are blessed to have Dana Sowers with us today. The, the topic today was the gift of gratitude. We pray that Thanksgiving time for everybody, that no matter our circumstances, and not to look at it in a poly in a way, but to, to really realize that amidst even good times and the bad, difficult situations, there's always reasons to be grateful for the Lord is with us. So, well, thank you for joining us, Dana, and blessings to you on your leadership at Mount St. Mary's. Happy Thanksgiving, Father. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Father (laughs) Brian Nolan (laughs) for Catholic Review Radio. May God bless you. I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.